All right, everybody. God bless you. Let's get right into it. Um, picking picking up in the gospel according to Matthew. Last time we left off on, I believe it was, yep, chapter twenty one, and we will pick up in verse twelve. And the caption is cleansing the temple. So where we just left off, Jesus had his triumphal entry into the Jerusalem into Jerusalem um and he's he's arriving at the temple um he was well received people were crying out hosanna hosanna son of david the messiah they were they were hailing him they were praising him now let's see what jesus does now that he's here he means business let's get right into it cleansing the temple and jesus entered the temple grounds and drove out with force all who were buying and selling birds and animals for sacrifice in the temple area. And he turned over the tables of the money changers who made a profit exchanging foreign money for temple coinage and the chairs of those who were selling doves for sacrifice. Jesus said to them, it is written in scripture, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a robber's den. And the blind and the lame came to him. Well, first of all, um, Jesus was thoroughly upset because these people were in there just making it uh, a den of robbers, like you said, basically just buying and trading and selling and trying to make a quick buck. People was in there hustling. And uh, it put shame to the temple, which is supposed to be what Jesus said, a house of prayer, a holy sanctified place. And the blind and the lame came to him, the porticos and courts, of the temple area in the porticos in the courts of the temple area and he healed them but when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful and miraculous things that jesus had done and heard the boys who were shouting in the porticos and courts of the temple in praise and adoration hosanna hosanna to the son of david the messiah they became indignant and they said to him do you hear what these children are saying and jesus replied to them yes have you never read in the scripture out of the mouths out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies you have prepared and provided praise for yourself then he left them and went out to the city to bethany and spent the night there so the pharisees came up to jesus again checking him basically just jealous because the kids were coming to them a lot of them thought kids were just insignificant and you know just immature and they didn't, they didn't see much value in little children, but Jesus clearly um, holds children to a very high standard and, and, and just believes they're truly precious in God's sight. Um, so Jesus corrects them from an Old Testament scripture, saying, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared and provided praise for yourself. So these kids were just praising Jesus. Whether they knew or not he was God, they weren't wrong. Uh, the next part, next caption is the barren fig tree. Now, early in the morning, as Jesus was coming back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a lone, a lone fig tree at the roadside, he went to it and found nothing but leaves on it. And he said to it, never again will fruit come from you. And at once the fig tree withered. When the disciples saw it, they were astonished and asked, how is it that the fig tree has withered away all at once? Jesus replied to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if you have faith, personal trust and confidence in me, and do not doubt 
or allow yourself to be drawn in two directions. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen if God wills it. And whatever you ask for in prayer, believing, you will receive. Authority Challenged When he entered the temple area, the chief priests and elders of the people the chief priests and elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what kind of authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority to exercise this power? Jesus replied to them, I will also ask you a question, and if you tell me the answer, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. From where did it come? From heaven, that is, ordained by God, or from men? And they began debating among themselves, considering the implications of their answer, saying to themselves, If we say, From heaven, he will say to us, Then why did you not believe John? But if we say, From, from men, we are afraid of the response of the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. We do, we do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what kind of authority I do these things. Parable of, of two, parable of two sons. What do you think? This is Jesus talking. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons, and he came to, and he came to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and changed his mind and went. Then the man came to the second son and said the same, the same thing. And he replied, I will, sir but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of the father? The chief priests and elders replied, The first one. Jesus said to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you that the tax collectors and, and the prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you. For John, the Baptist, came to you walking in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did believe him. And you, seeing this, did not even change your mind afterward and believe him, accepting what he proclaimed to you. Parable of the Landowner Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and rented it out to tenant farmers and went on a journey to another country. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his share of the fruit. But the tenants took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned the third. Again, he sent other servants more than the first time, and they treated them the same way. Finally, he sent his own son to them, saying, They will respect my son and have regard for him. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This man is the heir. Come on. Let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took the son and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes back, what, what will he do to the tenants? What will he do to those tenants? Excuse me. They said to him, He will put those despicable men to a, miser to a miserable end and rent out the vineyard to other tenants of good character who will pay him the proceeds at the proper seasons. Jesus asked them, 
Have you never read in the scriptures? The very stone which the builders rejected and threw away has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous and wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to another people who will produce the fruit of it. And he who falls on this stone, meaning that stone is Jesus. Jesus is referring to himself. That scripture was referring to Jesus. He is the chief cornerstone. And he said, and, and he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he, who, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parables, heard his parables, they understood that he was talking about them. All right, they're the ones who were who rejected the prophets, who weren't listening listening to God, and now they're rejecting his one and only son, Jesus. So they understood he was talking about them. And although they were trying to arrest him, they feared the people because they regarded Jesus as a prophet. I ain't set my alarm. Siri, set my alarm for 10 minutes. Okay, I set an alarm for 3.30 p.m. Great. Chapter 22, the parable of the marriage feast. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son, and he sent his servants to call those who had previously been invited to the wedding feast, but they refused to come. Then he sent out some other servants saying, tell those who have been invited, look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened calves are butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention. They disregarded the invitation, treating it with contempt and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest of the invited guests seized his servants and mistreated them, insulting and humiliating them and killed them. The king was enraged. When he heard this, he sent his soldiers and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. So go to the main highways that lead out of the city and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. Those servants went out into the streets and gathered together all the people they could find, both bad and and good, so the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests sitting at the banquet table. But when the king came to see the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not depressed, oh, excuse me, who was not dressed appropriately in wedding clothes, and he said, Friend, how did you come in here without wearing the wedding clothes that were provided for you? And the man was speechless and without excuse. Then the king said to the attendants, Tie him hand and foot, and throw him into the darkness outside. In that place there will be weeping over sorrow and pain, and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. For many are called, invited, summoned, but few are chosen. Tribute to Caesar. Then the Pharisees went and conspired together, plotting how to trap him by distorting what he said. They sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and that you teach the way of the and you teach the way of God truthfully, without concerning yourself about what anyone thinks or says of your teachings, for you are impartial 
and do not seek anyone's favor, and you treat all people alike, regardless of status. Wow, what a testimony of Jesus. Tell us then, what do you think? So they, they just gassed him up, and they're about to try to trick him again and get him in trouble. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it permissible, according to Jewish law and tradition, to pay a poll tax to Caesar or not? They're trying to set him up for, for tax evasion. But Jesus, aware of their malice, asked, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the poll tax. Sorry, that was a question. Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the poll tax. And they brought him a denarius, which is a day's wage. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, The emperor Tiberius, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Then pay to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were caught off guard, and they left him and went away. Jesus answers the Sadducees. On that day, some Sadducees, who say that there, who say that there is no resurrection of the dead, came to him and asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses said, If a man dies, leaving no children, his brother, as next of kin, shall marry his widow and raise children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died, and having no children, left his wife to his brother. The second also died, childless, and the third down to the seventh, and the third down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died. So in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had married her. But Jesus replied to them, You are all wrong, because you know neither the scriptures which teach the resurrection, nor the power of God, for he is able to raise the dead. For in the resurrection neither do men marry nor are women given in marriage, but they are like angels in heaven who do not marry nor produce children. But as to the resurrection of the dead, have you not read in the scripture what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the, crowd, when the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Now when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced, muzzled the Sadducees, they gathered together. One of them, a lawyer, an expert in Mosaic law, asked Jesus a question to test him. Here they go, testing him again. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied to him, You shall love, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, that is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. The whole law and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. Now, while the Pharisees were still gathered together, Jesus asked them a question. What do you Pharisees think of the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. Jesus asked them, How is it then that David, by the inspiration of the Spirit, calls him Lord, saying, quote, The Lord, the Father, said to my Lord, the Son, the Messiah, Sit at my right hand 
until I put your enemies under your feet. End quote. So then if David calls him the son, the Messiah, Lord, how is he David's son? No one was able to say a word to him in answer, nor from that day on did anyone dare question him again. Jesus just dropped the microphone. So, it's interesting. Whether they were trying to gather information or not, they were always they were always questioning Jesus, trying to figure him out, trying to see where he stands, trying to catch him in a lie, trying to catch him in blaspheme, blaspheming, trying to cause him to commit the law or do anything that they could just get him in trouble for and just openly um, punish and destroy Jesus' reputation and then destroy his life. That's what these religious leaders were trying to do to him. They were so jealous of him and so hateful of him and just prideful because he would always correct them on their corruptness and they hated that he would confront them and call them out on it because no one had ever dared to do that. They walked around with their head up high and their, you know what I'm saying, just like their crap didn't stink. And nobody could tell them nothing until Jesus came on the scene and confronted them saying, all your studying, all your traditions, it's all wrong and God hates it. And Jesus is God and he called them out on it. So these Pharisees and these religious leaders were always trying to get Jesus in trouble. But from that moment on, they didn't try to question him no more. Uh, chapter 23, we'll read a little bit. Pharisaism exposed. Pharisaism exposed. So talking about acting like a Pharisee. Then Jesus spoke to crowds, to the crowds, and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees have seated themselves in Moses' chair of authority as teachers of the law. So practice and observe everything they tell you, but do not do as they do, for they preach things but do not practice them. The scribes and Pharisees tie up heavy loads that are hard to bear and place them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to make them lighter. They do all their deeds to be seen by men, for they make their phylacteries, tephalin, wide to make them more conspicuous and make their tassels long. They love the place of distinction and honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues, those on the platform near the scrolls of the law facing the congregation, and they love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and public forums, and to have people call them rabbi. But do not be called rabbi, teacher. Sorry, Jesus is still talking here. But do not be called rabbi, teacher, for one is your te- for one is your teacher. Run it back. He's saying. Don't let somebody call you rabbi teacher for one, that's a capital one, is your teacher. That one is God. And you are all equally brothers. So he's basically saying, he's basically putting them Pharisees in their place. They're not above you. God is your teacher. Do not call anyone on earth who guides you spiritually your father. Let me repeat that. Do not call anyone on earth who guides you spiritually your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not let yourselves be called leaders or teachers, for one is your leader or teacher, the Christ. 
but the greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be raised to honor. All right, that was verse 12. We'll end right there. The next caption for next time is eight woes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for sending your son Jesus and his boldness and his authority. Uh, A true radical, Lord. He was so passionate for the things of the kingdom and passionate for righteousness. And he would call out anybody who who was faking the funk, all right? He checked people's hearts, he checked people's thoughts, and he called them out on it. But he did it gracefully and purposefully, and he always backed it up with the truth of the word of God and the character of God. So I just thank you that we have these scriptures and we can start to reflect on our own lives as we watch how Jesus carried himself and dealt with the people around him. We see all different types of people around Jesus. We see doubtful people, prideful people, greedy people, whatever it may be. And we can start to see ourselves in these characters and just how Jesus addressed them. Um, Give us a desire to seek you more, to turn to you as often as we can, um, and help us to just walk in close fellowship, intimate fellowship with you, Lord. And may that allow us to be more loving towards our neighbor as we are commanded to love our neighbor as ourself. Help us to be humble, to put others' needs above our own. Help us to be peaceful and patient, not grumbling or complaining. Um, that's a lot right there. So I will end it. And I thank you and I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a good rest of the day. Tune in next time in Jesus' name. Amen. Peace.